Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the On My Mind podcast. My name is Ava. I literally just looked outside my window and there's a huge rainbow. And it's so weird. I was just looking outside and I literally thought to myself, oh, I wish a rainbow would pop up. True story. I don't know why I would make that up. And then as soon as I press record, I look outside. It's like five minutes later after I had that thought. There's a massive rainbow. I need to go take a picture of it. I will be right back. Okay, the photo has been secured. It is a massive rainbow and it's double now. Wow. I'm such a person where like everything is a sign. To me, little instances will happen and I'm like, oh, this is a sign. Cool. Like I take that and I run with it. So I don't know what the sign of that means, but I'm just gonna assume it's something positive. Anyway, to get into today's episode, I'm going to be asking myself, who am I? Which is a pretty looming and broad question that I think a lot of us have asked ourselves before at some point. And I just think it's so interesting because at any age, no matter if you're in your young adult years, teenage years, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, I think life is a continuous long lifetime journey of creating who you are, reinventing that, learning more about yourself. And I think it's such a beautiful thing. The older I get, the more I come to know myself. And so I wanted to be really intentional about that today. So I found this article and it's called 26 questions to help you know yourself better. And I was inspired to do this because I was thinking of another episode that I could do with Micah. And I was like, oh, why don't I look up on Google on the internet, do a little search and type in questions to ask someone to get to know them better, like on a deeper level. And I was like, wait a minute, I should do this with myself because I think it takes a very intentional thought to sit down and really ask yourselves these questions that I'm about to ask myself. And I haven't really combed through these questions much, so we'll see how deep this thing really goes. But I feel like it's been a while since I actually sat down and was like, let's interview myself, I guess. And I think a lot of these are things that I wouldn't normally ask myself or even think about. So I thought it'd be fun to do live on the podcast and kind of, I don't know, just continue being on this self-discovery journey. I feel like where I'm at in my life right now, I'm feeling good and I feel like I know myself really well, better than I have before. And that's a really freeing and nice feeling to just be like, I have a good sense of who I am, what I want, what I'm like. And so I guess these questions will really amplify that and we'll see. I think it's good to do something like this periodically, whether you do it in a journal or you just think about it, but really taking that mindful effort to go a little bit deeper and do the work to really get to know yourself better. This article is on psychcentral.com. If you're interested in reading or even just like getting this list to ask yourself these questions... And I was really in the mood to do something like this because I'm constantly trying to understand myself more. And I think the closer that you get to yourself, like becoming truly your own best friend is such a good feeling. And I've always talked about that, how being your own like hype person, being someone that you can count on is so important. And especially during these years, for me, my early 20s, but for you, if it's your teenage years or mid 20s, whatever it is. I do think it's easy to feel like you're experiencing a loss of identity, whether you're just going through a lot of life transitions, pivotal changes in your life have happened. It's easy to feel disconnected from who you are. So I inspire you to ask yourself these questions too and help rediscover and uncover more of yourself. So I'm going to hop into these. 
I'm feeling a little nervous because I feel like this is a really vulnerable like quiz essentially to take well I guess it's not in front of everyone I'm sitting in a room alone but just knowing that other people are listening to this I'm like okay hopefully this gets perceived well but I'll I'll be honest with everything I don't really have much to hide or anything to hide. So let's hop into these questions to help you know yourself better, to help to know myself better. I'm just going to interview myself and pretend like someone else is asking me. Number one, what are my strengths? I like this question. I feel like it's starting off on a good uplifting note. I think one of my biggest strengths is making other people feel good about themselves and accepted, which I didn't even realize before but Micah pointed it out to me one day he was like people I notice when people around you they just feel so safe and comforted and that was a huge compliment for me I'm a huge people person not necessarily that I'm a huge raging extrovert not so much in that way but I feel like I just love to connect with people get to know them be someone for them that is supportive and understanding And I feel like that's also another one of my strengths is that I'm a very understanding person. I will like listen to someone and what they have to say, regardless of whether I agree with what they're saying or not. I do think I'm very understanding and not judgmental about things. And I think that's just because that's the energy that I want from people in return. So I like to do my best to be that for others. And I feel like I'm very open-minded, which has helped me honestly just connect with more people because if you close yourself off to certain things and certain ideas or opinions, you're closing yourself off to so many different connections that you could make. So like I said, regardless of whether I agree with someone, I I do like to think that I'm very open-minded to things and other people's thoughts and opinions on stuff. And interestingly enough, this next thing that I used to perceive and think was a weakness, but now see it as a strength is my sensitiveness and my empathy. I'm very emotional and emotionally aware of myself, others, what other people are feeling. And in the past, I just used to think that me being sensitive was a bad thing because I feel like a lot of the times when people are like, oh, you're so sensitive, it's said in like a negative way. So it kind of has that connotation to it where it's like, oh, you're sensitive, that's a bad thing. But I think being sensitive and being vulnerable is a really strong trait to have because it allows you to feel things and feel for other people. And at the end of the day, even though it's not always fun to feel things so deeply, because, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. It's like, because I feel so deeply, I can love so deeply and I can be happy so deeply, but there's also the opposite of it when it's like other more negative emotions. I feel those equally as deeply. It really does go both ways. But I've learned to love that about myself. I've learned to be like, you know what? If someone calls me dramatic, yes, I am because I take things to heart, which isn't always the most fun and best thing for myself. But I do think being sensitive just means that you have a really big and loving heart. And I've learned to like that about myself instead of resenting it because what's the point of it? I'm not going to change that about myself. Like I have a very sensitive side. I always have. And that's part of who I am given I feel like in general, if there's something about yourself that you don't necessarily like, a personality trait, instead of writing it off as, oh, that's just how I am, that's just who I am, things are not going to change, you can change uh, the way you see things, the way you perceive things, how you feel about certain things, 
was actually talking about this with Micah the other night. We were doing our question of the day where we just ask each other a question. And it brings up some fun conversations. Sometimes it's more lighthearted questions. Other times it's deeper. And he asked me, his question of the day was, what do you wish the rest of the world could know about you? And so I answered that. I forget what I even (laughs) said. But then I got into this whole other conversation about how I feel really proud of myself recently because I used to label myself as certain things. And when you place labels on yourself, you just assume that that's who you are. And I feel like almost saying that's just who I am about certain things. Like say you have a very short temper or something, for example. You just are like, that's who I am. It's part of my personality. I feel like once you label yourself as that, you create that identity and you keep that identity for yourself. But really you can move past certain things if you want to and if you have the desire to. If you don't, that's one thing. That's fine. But going back to what I was saying, when I had that thought initially, I was like, you know what? There's some things that I've said in the past where I'm like, oh, this is just part of who I am. This personality trait of mine is just who I am. I don't have to keep placing those labels on myself and keep living by them. I can change. And you know what? Being sensitive isn't one of them. Naturally, I just feel like I am so empathetic and I I like that about myself now. But other characteristics that I don't like as much, for example... I used to be very defensive, defensive when someone would bring up something and I felt the opposite. And I feel like that just came from a place of wanting to have my own back, but almost to a fault where I would just get defensive over such small, silly little things that I really didn't need to be getting defensive over. I've had conversations with this with my mom. She's pointed it out and Micah has pointed it out in the past. And I literally remember just being like, being defensive is part of who I am. And I wasn't proud of that. And that is something that I have been actively working on, checking myself with, that I have really been able to grow with that. And now, because I made that conscious decision, I'm like, you know what? I don't need to label myself as this because labeling myself just places me in a box and I don't want to be in a box. I don't want to stick myself somewhere and feel like I can't grow from it because that's what you're doing when you label yourself and you just start identifying it with it and you just run with it. I wasn't really happy with that. And so I've been able to really push past that and grow from it. Sometimes it still does pop out, but I feel like I've actively done a better job of being less defensive when it comes to things that's helped out a lot of my relationships in my life. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you're working for yourself remotely or you have that typical nine to five corporate job, I'm sure we can all agree on one thing. Everything is digital these days and it can be hard to find the right tools to help us succeed online, but that's where Squarespace can help. You want to drive sales and engage your audience through email campaigns. You can introduce your brand to new subscribers with welcome emails or send top customers a discount code. With Squarespace, you can easily collect email subscribers on your site and build connections. Or are you interested in using analytics to grow your business? Squarespace can help with that too. Learn all about where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are most effective. Or maybe you want to create an easy experience for customers when checking out with Squarespace. Checkouts can be seamless with the help of payment tools. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform that can help you succeed no matter where you are in your career. If you're just starting out and building a brand or focusing on expanding and trying to get your name or products out there more, Squarespace is for you. It makes it easy to create a nice website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content. It's all in one place and on your terms. 
Check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash mind to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. I can't wait to see what you create. What are my short-term goals and long-term goals? Ooh, short-term, I really want to continue pouring into myself and being consistent with my workouts. I really just want to feel my best mentally, And I feel like when I'm working out and taking care of my body, that has such a big effect for me on my mental health. And so I really want to continue doing that, even though it's not always easy to wake up and go work out. Sometimes there's days where I don't want to. I want to remain as consistent with it as possible and holding myself accountable to that and keep on making that commitment for myself. Because I think when I first got into the mood or in general, like there's always been moods that I get into where I'm like, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to get my shit together and be on this really good routine with everything. And initially that motivation really sparks me to keep me consistent. But after you get past a certain point, after a certain amount of time passes, that inspiration isn't as strong. And I feel like I've kind of reached that place now where it's been like a month and a half. That initial spark and fire has dimmed down quite a bit. And now it's just become a part of a routine that I really want to keep. So that's one of my short-term goals. Another short-term goal is to continue being consistent on my social media platforms because it's my job and it's what I love to do. And I feel like there's times when I'm in a little bit more of a creative rut or I'm just feeling lazy, like I don't want to do something or I'm like, ugh. I don't have any new ideas. I'm just not going to post. I want to remain consistent with that. And it makes me really happy. I've been so into my YouTube videos lately. I've been back on my Sunday uploads and that makes me feel really good. And not only is that my job, it's become my job over the last few years, but it always started off as a hobby and I want it to feel like it's still a hobby for me, even though it's not, but I don't want that to take the fun out of it because I've always had so much joy doing it. I started at 13 and I did it for so many years before it became a job. And for me, I just want to make sure that it keeps on feeling good and not like something I have to do. I want it to keep on feeling like it's something I want to do. Another short-term goal is continuing with my hobbies. I feel like for so long, I would just do work and not have anything that was just a hobby for me. And now I've recently found that I really love doing pottery I just did my trimming for the bowls that I threw on the wheel a few weeks ago. And that was so fun. I made a reel about it and it was so fun. I get to paint it soon. And then after that, my little class session is over. But I'm like, I either want to get a membership there and continue to do that and have that as like a little hobby because it's so fun. Or I'll take another class and learn how to do something different with ceramics. So I'm really excited about that. And long-term, I feel like it really depends whether I'm thinking about long-term in terms of like a year, five years, 10 years, lifetime. But it's so interesting because my goals are honestly always changing. Like fundamentally for the really long-term goals, it's always been the same. Like I just want to feel connected with who I am. So like on a personal level, I just want to feel good about myself in the future. I want to continue pouring into myself. I want to have a family one day, but shorter term, like I feel like the one to five to 10 year goals are constantly changing because I'm constantly changing and what I want looks different sometimes. But right now, I feel like in the next three to five years, I want to 
live in a house. I want to buy a house. I love living in this apartment. It's been so amazing and such a blessing. And I'm really grateful that I've had this experience living here. But what I've learned is that you can be simultaneously grateful for something and want something else. And that's how I feel because I love living here, but I feel like I'm ready to kind of turn the page. And well, maybe I'm not, I don't really know what to expect with being a homeowner, but I really desire living in a house and just, it's a totally different vibe, like apartment living versus living in a home. I feel it when I go home to my parents' house or when I go to other people's homes. It's just so different. It's a much different vibe and lifestyle. So that's something that I really want to continue working hard so that I can do that. And then, of course, there's a question of what am I going to do with my life in 5 to 10, 10 to 15 more like? Because I can see myself doing this for minimum like five years. Done. 10 years, I'm like, am I going to be still doing social media at the rate that I'm doing it now when I'm 32? Life will look so different there. I'll likely be married. I might have kids. I like, I have no idea. You really just never know what your future is going to look like. And so that's why I like to take things kind of piece by piece instead of looking super long term. I'm more of like a, okay, I'm going to live my life now and set myself up for success, whatever I do end up wanting long term. Because like I said, what I want is changing. So it's hard to really make set plans and have these ideas in my head of what life's going to look like. But I do ask myself often, I'm like, I really don't know what the move for me, like what the next move for me is in terms of my living, like my lifestyle, my career. And it's so interesting because the field that I'm in of like doing content and stuff doesn't really have anywhere to move up to. Like there's always, you can always grow your platform more, strive to have more subscribers or followers or listens, whatever it is. But it's not like when you work in a company and you're like, I want to be top of this company one day. It's it's different because your job is your own life. And I'm just like, I really, I really don't know what I'll end up doing with all this someday. Like I just have no idea. So that's why I I like to work hard now so that I have options in the future. I like to try new things so that I can find new passions. Like for me, this podcast was something that I was like, I could see myself doing this for a very long time. Can I see myself posting on TikTok when I'm like 35? I don't know the things. I have no idea. There's people who do it, but I'm like, I'm already at 10 years this year and who knows? That's really a question I don't quite have the answer to yet. And I feel like I won't have the answer until one day I do. But right now I'm really happy what I'm doing. I can definitely see myself doing this throughout like the rest of my 20s. I I just love what I do. And it'll definitely be interesting to see what I segue into, whether that's a business endeavor or whatever it is. Who knows? Not me. Number three, we're going quite slow here. (laughs) Who matters most to me? Who are my support people? Wow. I really like this question. I feel like this is pretty obvious, but the people that are most important to me are my family, Micah, my very close friends, they are all simultaneously all the most important people in my life. I don't think there is just like one answer to this. I think people are important to me for different reasons and different things. And all those people that I just mentioned are also my support people. But I I think it's so interesting because I find myself seeking support for different things in my life to people like all across the board. Like there's some friends that I'm not insanely close to that I find support in for certain things because they just get it and like other friends for other things. So it really depends. I think emotionally I 
look to Micah for a lot of support. And with my parents, I look to them for like life advice, support in that kind of stuff. And I don't know, like I said, everyone's different. Like I used to think one person had to be absolutely everything to me, but I think it's good to have it kind of like spread out because I think it's important to have different friends in your life, different people, different family members for different things. Ooh, number four, this is quite the question. What am I ashamed of? Honestly, nothing's really coming to my head right away, which I think is a good thing. I feel like in the past, I used to hold resentment against myself for certain things, but I've kind of learned that's just no way to live. And so I've let go of a lot of feelings like that. But I don't even know if I have an answer to that. And if I do, I think I need to journal about that, not put it across the internet. Number five, what do I like to do for fun? I like to be outside. I like to enjoy earth and nature. I feel the most connected to myself when I'm doing things that I love and being outside just feels so good. To get more specific with that, I feel very connected to myself and the earth when I'm in the ocean. There's just nothing like it. Whether I'm with friends or by myself, it doesn't really matter. I just love being at the beach in the ocean. I love swimming in the ocean. I love just laying (laughs) there. I also really enjoy having dinner or like lunch with people. I'm a very one-on-one or like small group kind of person. Like I said before, I love connecting with people and I feel like it's hard to do that in huge group settings. So I love an intimate meal with someone. I love sharing a meal with people. I feel like it's so nice to eat good food and also have good conversation. What new activities am I interested in or willing to try? I really want to get back into ice skating. Like I have this itch. Last night, I couldn't sleep because I was thinking about it. I was like, do I do group lessons? Like, am I going to be the oldest one there? Oh, am I going to look silly? But like I said, that shouldn't matter because I just love doing it. But I ended up doing a whole lot of research about it. I was like looking at different boots and stuff. I, I did the whole nine yards. I went on YouTube, went down a deep hole of ice skating vlogs. That's something I'm very interested in getting back into. And on the opposite end of that, I also really want to surf more. That's something that I've always loved so much because I love being out in the water and there's nothing like it, but I'm not very good at it. And so that's another thing that's been in the back of my head of like, I want to be able to go surfing with my dad because my dad's really good at surfing. He likes to go early in the morning and that's something I'm like, that would be so fun if I could go with him. And I was like, I literally told him, I said, I don't want you to feel ashamed of me that like your daughter can't surf very well. And he was like, it literally doesn't matter, but I just really want to get more into that. Number seven, what am I worried about? If you asked me this a few months ago, I could have listed off 50 different things. And the reason I'm not today is because I realized that half, if not most of the things that I was worrying about just existed inside my head and had no truth or fact behind it. I've worked through this a lot in therapy Your brain will make up scenarios and situations in your head that do not exist and are not real. And it just causes so much worry and stress and doubt into your life. And I was tired of feeling like that. So nowadays, what am I worried about? Um, I'm not going to lie. Micah being in fire academy and like learning all about firefighting, coming home and telling me stories. It makes me worried about living in an apartment because he was just saying how it's so common that there's not room on the stairs for everyone to evacuate. And like, I'm just, you know, I'm listening to all these things and I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going to be running into a burning build. Like he's so 
into it and he's so passionate about it which makes me really happy that he's doing something that he's wanted to do since he was a little boy and proud of and excited for but it definitely makes me worried one as a girlfriend and also just hearing stories of like apartment fires it definitely makes me worried about living in an apartment which i'm not gonna even manifest that uh that's what the question asked what i'm worried about and that's that's like the one thing on my mind right now mostly because the only reason it's on my mind right now is because literally two days ago my fire alarm went off in my apartment not for me but it's like the building one so i guess if one gets set off it notifies the whole building and so i just got really nervous and scared that i wouldn't be able to get down because i live on a high floor and so yada yada that's why it's kind of on my mind right now but other than that i'm not worried about too much it ebbs and flows some days i have more on my mind and more that i'm stressed and worried about than others sometimes it's backed up by actual things that could go wrong and other times it's just things in my head that i'm just giving myself things to worry about that aren't gonna happen so i try not to focus on those too much just like what i'm worried about now i'm not gonna focus on it like there's really no point in being too worried about things in my head i'm like i'll worry about something when it happens like i think it's good to be proactive about things you don't always want to be reactive to situations but i think there's you could have a million things to worry about at once in a friendship relationship in your personal life work life whatever it is there's always something that you could worry about but you shouldn't and you don't have to a big thank you to proactive for sponsoring this portion of the podcast if you guys know me you know just how important my skin is to me you can have all the makeup in the world but i truly believe having clear and healthy skin can boost your confidence like no other it's something i've struggled with so much and that's why i'm so excited to share that proactive has just launched their newest skincare innovation proactive clean Proactive Clean is a gentle skincare routine formulated to clear mild acne to occasional breakouts for sensitive skin. It's dermatologist developed and tested with clinically proven ingredients. It's created with skin-loving ingredients and without harmful parabens, phthalates, sulfates, sisalic, silicones, otherwise known as no-no ingredients. Proactive is America's number one clear skin routine, already helping over 20 million people find their confidence. I've talked a lot about my own struggles with acne and I know how debilitating it can feel not wanting to go out or being in pictures and that's just not how I wanted to live my life. One, I wanted to find skincare that worked for me and two, I just wanted to build up my confidence no matter what my skin looked like but finding clean skincare really helped me break fear of my fears with that and I know it can help you too. I've been using Proactive Clean for a few weeks now before I wanted to share it with you guys. So if you're interested, go to proactive.com now and use the exclusive promo code MIND to get 20% off your first order. That's P-R-O-A-C-T-I-V.com. Go to proactive.com and use promo code MIND to get 20% off your first order. Number eight, what are my values and what do I believe in? Ooh, that is quite the broad question. I value the well-being of myself and others very deeply. I believe in being kind to others and being accepting and understanding to others. I feel like there's a lot of different ways I could answer this question. Far too many to get into because I've already been talking so much. So I'll just leave it at that. Number nine, if I could have one wish, it would be blank. Hmm kind of pissed that I don't get three. I feel like one is really hard to choose. I could go so many different ways with this. I could be selfless. I could be selfish. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, I feel like I need to learn to stop making things so serious. Like, it's not that pressing of a question that is actually going to happen. But off the top of my head, the first thing that comes to mind, if I could have one wish, it would be for everyone to find love 
and contentment within themselves. One, because that would just be amazing for everyone to feel on a personal level. But I also feel like when you feel good about yourself, you can do good for yourself, which means you can do good for others. And I think when you're in a good place mentally, it allows you to be the best version of you for others as well. So honestly, I feel like that's kind of a win-win. Number 10, where do I feel safest? I feel safe in my childhood home. It's so cozy. Every time I'm there, I feel like I can just breathe and I just feel so relaxed and safe there. Just knowing my parents are there, like I feel very safe around them. And I just feel like they are always looking out for me and have good sound advice. I feel safe when I'm with Micah, which is huge for me. I feel like when you're in a relationship, you should feel safe emotionally, physically, in all aspects. And honestly, whenever I'm with him, I just, I know that he will take care of me, which is very nice. What or who gives me comfort? Coda does. Coda, this is not like some random guy that you're like, who the hell is Coda? Coda is my dog. (laughs) He's my family's dog. He doesn't live with me, which I'm very upset about because I'm not allowed to have dogs in my apartment. So he can't even sleep over, which makes me sick to my stomach. But I lived with him when I lived at home for like a year and a half. And when I left, it was so hard. But when I go home, a huge reason other than seeing my parents, obviously, is just to spend time with him. There's times where my parents aren't even home and they're doing their own thing. But I know Coda's at home, so I'll just go and hang out with him. And dogs just... I mean, you get it. If you have an animal, like you just feel comforted and safe by them, whether you're in a good mood, a bad mood, they will just make it better. I also feel very comforted when I'm overwhelmed and I literally go outside and like go on a walk or go to a park or go to the beach or honestly, just even people watching brings me a lot of comfort because sometimes I feel like when I get so in my own head I just feel like everything's the end of the world. And when I see other people and I'm outside, I'm like, I know I'm not the only person going through stuff. It makes me feel, it's interesting. Like even if I'm alone and I'm outside, but I'm near other people or I see other people, it makes me feel less alone because I'm like, everyone has stuff that they're going through. Each individual person that I see has their own life, their own story. This whole intricate series of events for them. Like it's just very comforting to have that moment of realization where you're like, wow, there's a bigger world out there that's just outside of myself. And sometimes I get very in my own head. And so getting outside is really, really helpful for me. Number 12, if I wasn't afraid, I would blank. Hmm. The first thing that's coming to my head is that if I wasn't afraid, I would talk about the things that I've pushed so deep down with my therapist because in my head I'm like okay I'm like five six seven however many sessions in there's certain things that I've blocked out that I don't even realize yet and certain things that I've known I know that I've kind of blocked out but I still like is like a nagging thought in the back of my head certain things I need to face and feelings I need to come to terms with and feel whatever it is uh that's something I'm working towards I feel like every time I hop on a call with her, I always talk about stuff that I want to, but there's like this certain certain things that I'm waiting, waiting almost to bring up. And I don't quite know what I'm waiting for because the fear is always going to be there, but I guess I just have to face my fears with that one. 13, what is my proudest accomplishment? Honestly, I'm very proud of myself for sticking 
with this whole YouTube social media thing since I was 13 and never giving up on it, never giving up on myself. There was like two, three, four years in a row when I first started that 20, 30 people maybe would watch my videos and I didn't even know where I was going with it at the time. Like I didn't think it would ever be a career because at the time that wasn't even a thing yet. I don't know what kept me going, but I was just so passionate about it. And I'm proud of myself for always following that and never giving up on it, even when people made me feel embarrassed or ashamed about it. I'm just proud of myself for pushing myself and continuing to do it at such a young age and just like not caring what other people thought, like not letting anyone stop me because it's that younger Ava, that 13, 14 year old Ava, that's the reason that I'm even here talking to you. Like if I had stopped, I my life would look so different. I would be a completely different person. The course of my life was affected by me continuing to do that and being consistent about something that brought me a lot of joy, even if other people made me feel bad about it. And I think at the core of it, I'm just proud of always believing in myself, even if not that many other people did at the time. I always had my own back with it and I always stuck with it. And I'm really proud of younger me for that. 14, what is my biggest failure? It's so interesting because the mindset that I've had recently is that failure just means that you're being led somewhere else. So things that I thought I failed at just meant I was being redirected in a new way. And so I don't even know if I can answer this question because nothing's really coming to mind. Sure, there's things that I quote unquote failed at, but it just doesn't feel like that because I know that I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. I'm where I'm meant to be right now. And I really believe that. And that really helps because fear of failure used to hold me back a lot. And now it doesn't. And there's so much freedom in that feeling because the fear of failure can hold you back so much from achieving what you want to achieve, going where you want to go, being who you want to be. And I'm just, I was done with that. So I don't even think I have an answer to that question. And quite honestly, that is progress because if I answered these questions like a year ago, my answers would be so different. And you know what? Maybe I'll answer these again in a few years. Maybe I'll do it like periodically every year, every five years, every 10 years, because I I think these answers will constantly change. Am I a night owl or an early bird? How can I arrange my life to better suit this part of my nature? If you listen to other podcasts of mine, you kind of know my answer. I'm naturally a night owl, which I'm labeling myself as. I feel like I could change that, but like genuinely my energy peaks so hard at night and it's so low in the morning. I'm a night owl that's trying so hard to be an early bird and it's really difficult to make that happen, but I've been trying to keep myself accountable with that, but I honestly feel like I'm denying my nature of staying up late so that I can try and go to bed early and wake up early because that just makes me feel so good and it's just so interesting because my body wants to stay up late and sleep in, but my mind wants the opposite. So I'm trying to work through that. But as of right now, I'm, uh, maybe I'm neither. (laughs) 16, what do I like about my job? What do I dislike? Ooh, juicy. I love that I get to connect with so many people, be there for others. I think just spread love on the internet and make other people feel not alone. That makes me super happy. 
and just connect with new people, reach people that I never would have if it wasn't for the internet and also just how I've made some of my best, closest, lifelong friends through doing YouTube. Like some of the closest people in my life I met because we both post videos on YouTube. And I just think that's so cool. It's people I never would have had the opportunity to meet otherwise because they're from all different parts of the world. And so that's so special for me. So I think overall, it's just the people aspect, people in real life, meeting people online and just connecting. Like connecting is huge for me and it makes me so happy that my job gives me the ability to do that. And to answer the question about what I dislike, I feel like sometimes it's hard to keep up with the expectations that other people place on me. When you live your life on the internet, people feel like they have a say in what you can or can't do. And this idea of who you are that they obviously see and perceive and then what they add onto on top of that it makes it hard sometimes because I know I can't make every single person happy. I'm kind of done trying to do that because I have to be who I am. I have to be myself and remain authentic to that. That's always been the most important to me is to not lose that sense of authenticity, no matter what opportunities come my way, no matter how many followers or people are viewing my stuff. I don't want, or money, like I don't want that to play a role in who I am and what I post and how I act, but I feel like it's hard when people make assumptions on who you are or your life and feel like they have a huge say and like, you shouldn't be doing that, or I thought you were different, or why did you change? And it's like, I'm just like everyone else. I just happen to post on the internet. I think the hardest part that I'm so aware of not succumbing to is being at this point in my life where I'm really starting to figure my shit out. I'm at the age where so many things are changing. My life has looked so different the last few years than they used to, obviously, as I'm growing up and navigating my young 20s and creating who I am, finding who I am, is that I don't ever want to let outside noise from people who don't know me and want the best for me to play into what I do and affect my own personal life. And it's just a slippery situation because I put my videos out there so that people can see it. You're allowed to comment on it. Everyone's entitled to their own opinions and I respect that, but it can just get a little hard when you're going through a pivotal period in your life anyway and then having other outside perspectives and noise and I really just wanna stay true to myself And always listen to what I believe in and listen to that and just trust my own instincts. It's easy to fall down that rabbit hole of, am I doing something wrong? Like, I remember, I haven't had that feeling in a while, but I got a few comments when I posted that video of how Micah was moving in with me. I got a few comments that were like, what are you doing? This is like a bad choice. Uh, You guys are so new together, like just different things like that. And I was like, you know what? I trust myself. I have to trust what I'm doing and I can't let someone who only sees 20 minutes of my life make decisions for me and I need to always be true to me, which I keep harping on because that's the most important thing to me with what I do. I always want to remain true to myself no matter all of the outside noises. 
As I'm getting older, I'm realizing more and more how important it is to present yourself in a positive way, specifically in business. And one easy way to do this is by having proper grammar. And luckily for us, we have Grammarly to help. Grammarly is an AI-powered start-to-finish writing assistant that helps you come up with ideas, polish your essay, get feedback, and overall improve your writing. It's a no-brainer for anyone and everyone. I don't think you guys understand just how much I love using Grammarly, especially when I'm emailing people. One of the worst feelings is when you send an important email and realize there's a typo or a grammar mistake. I get so embarrassed. Like if I just took a few more seconds out of my day to look it over, that wouldn't have happened. I'm constantly emailing different people from my own team, different brands I'm working with. The list goes on. And with the help of Grammarly, I no longer have to stress of potentially sending an email with an error. And I feel like it just helps me present myself in the best way possible you'll wonder how you ever lived without grammarly because i sure did go to grammarly.com students to download and learn more about grammarly that's g-r-a-m-m-a-r-l-y.com slash s-t-u-d-e-n-t-s number 17 what does my inner critic tell me Ooh, she's loud sometimes sometimes she's quiet when i can get her to pipe down but The constant thing in my head that my inner critic tells me is that I could be doing more. And it's just this thing in my head of like, you could be a better friend. You could be a better daughter. You could be doing more business stuff. You could be growing your platform more. Just all this noise of like, you're not doing enough. I really try my best to shut her up because I'm doing my thing. I'm doing the best that I can. And my best is going to look different every day. That's what I tell myself. It's so hard to give each area of your life 100% of your time and energy, but I'm trying to find a good balance between work, love, life, family, all of that kind of stuff. I'm definitely learning to be okay with where I'm at because I feel like for me, it's very easy for me to get in my own head, especially about with what I do for a living because I see other people posting more, posting more on YouTube, posting more on TikTok, and I'm like, I should I be doing that? Like, am I not doing enough on my end. Like I want to be a good content creator. I want to be good at what I do. And it's just a rabbit hole that never ends. I think a lot of people feel like that. And it's funny because the people that I look to, like, wow, they're doing so much also feel like they're not doing enough. That's something that I struggle with from time to time. It kind of depends. Other periods, I'm like, I'm so happy with where I'm at and what I'm doing. Like, you know, let's just keep it that way. And then other times, I guess it's just when I let outside stuff get in my head too much and see what other people are doing too much it really gets in my own head and I'm like you know what I need to stay in my own lane and I need to focus on myself because that's what helps when you're distracted by other things other people and just feeling like they're doing more than you and just feeling like you could be doing more too you gotta focus on you number 18 what do I do to show myself compassion and self-care I feel like there's the obvious things that I do for self-care like physically But I think on like a more particular note, I think honestly just being gentle with myself sometimes because I can be really hard on myself depending on the situation. And I feel like the best way to show yourself love is by literally like is mentally. And I know for me when I do physical self-care stuff, which is very important and does make a difference. I feel like what makes the most difference is when I take care of myself mentally I like to sometimes just take it easy on myself in whatever sense that means. Maybe I need to press the brakes a little bit, have some downtime, have some me time instead of trying to always do the most and do things for other people. It's also important to do things for yourself. 
19. Am I an introvert or an extrovert? Am I energized by being around others or by being by myself? I think I would have had a very different answer to this question a little bit ago, but lately I feel like I've been a lot more extroverted and I don't know if that's something that can necessarily change. I think I just used to be someone who had social anxiety, who was an extrovert, but like the social anxiety part kind of stopped me from doing that. And I was reading somewhere Being an extrovert or introvert doesn't mean what you're naturally like in terms of shyness or outgoingness necessarily, but it more so is referring to if being around people energizes you or if it like drains you and like to charge yourself up, do you need alone time? Because then if you do, you're a little bit more introverted. I don't really know. I'm having trouble kind of labeling myself as one or the other. I'm either an extroverted introvert or an introverted extrovert, and I don't know how much of a difference those two things have. But like I said, I'm trying not to place the labels of myself for either of those things because I just want to be who I am instead of being like, oh, I'm introverted, so I am too shy or that like drains me. I don't know. I I feel like if I place a certain label on myself in terms of things like this, I will just run with it and go with it. And I think I did for so long. I thought I was super introverted, but I do love community. I value community a lot. And even though I love alone time and stuff, I I think there needs to be a good balance. So I think maybe I'm a little bit of both. 20, what am I passionate about? Ooh, I have a lot of different answers to this. I could probably go on and on. I feel like there's a lot of things that I care deeply about. I'm passionate about mental health. I'm passionate about living a life that you're happy with and excited for. I'm passionate about helping others. I'm passionate about video creation, stuff like that. There's another rainbow right now. What a blessed day. (laughs) I'm passionate about taking care of the ocean. I don't know. There's literally so many things I feel like I care about, which sometimes gets overwhelming because I want to pour into so many different things. And obviously you can only do so much, but I, I try to do these things that bring me joy that I'm passionate about and make time for them. I think it's really important to do that even with the hecticness of everyday life and what you get caught up in. I feel like it's really good to make time to do that stuff because that's the stuff that fuels you up, fills up your cup. 21, uh, will you do some for me? (laughs) What is my happiest memory? It's like crickets. I can't name one. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of stuck on how to answer this. Not in a bad way, but more so in a way where I feel like there's been a lot of happy moments around me lately, so I'm having hard like picking a certain one, but I guess for the purpose of answering this question, something recently that brought me a lot of happiness was the day that I saw two other girls in the swimsuits that I designed at the beach, which was so cool because that's always been like a dream of mine to see other people wearing stuff that I created and also doing that was a dream project of mine for so many years so to see that and I was like oh my gosh people bought this and they're actually wearing it that is crazy that was that was a really big moment for me and I felt very full circle 22 what do my dreams tell me they tell me that my mind is literally crazy it will make up absolutely anything and everything <laughs> like my my dreams I I can't take notes from them because wild stuff happens in there. And I'm like, why is this what my subconscious is thinking about? Sometimes it's outrageous stuff. So I try not to honestly look too deep into what my dreams are saying. I don't want to. What is my favorite book, movie, band, food, color, animal? All right. On a lighter note, 
My favorite book, one of them is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. My favorite movie is either The Hunger Games or Twilight series. My favorite band is Babe Rainbow. They make really ethereal, pretty music. They're an Australian band. My favorite food is pasta, color. Right now, it's like sage green and lavender. And my favorite animal is maybe like a dolphin. I don't know. 24, what am I grateful for? So many things. This is such a big question. I'm grateful for my health and the people around me. I'm grateful for where I live, where I grew up, the life that I'm living. I'm grateful for the relationship that I have. And I'm grateful that right now I have some ramen outside waiting for me to eat as soon as I finish this episode. So that's why I'm kind of answering the last few questions a little bit quickly. 25, when I'm feeling down, I like to, oh, this is not good, but shut myself off from everything and everyone else. Like I do not, I'm, I like to be alone when I'm in my feelings and that's not always necessarily a good thing, but I feel like it's just what I do sometimes and I'm learning to like reach out and lean on people, which has actually been really helpful. That's something I'm working on, but I'll wallow in my feelings for a bit. I'll definitely feel my feelings. I don't have trouble doing that. But I also will like to build myself up after and then do things that bring me happiness, make me feel good, just to kind of help with that mood. All right, last question at 26. I know I'm stressed when I blank. Oof, the answer to this is that I know I'm stressed when I get very snappy and attitude-y. And it's not a pretty sight. Like, (laughs) I hate when I do that because instantly I just regret it. But like it feels, sometimes it just feels good to like let it out. And it's not always fair to the whoever's around me when that happens, but I know that I'm stressed when I tend to be a little bit more irritable, I feel like. And with that, that was the 26 questions to get to know yourself better. I feel like, well, reading the end of this article, the person who wrote this literally says, I suggest answering only one or two per day so you can explore them in depth. Perhaps one per week is more realistic for you. There is no judgment and this isn't a race. Rediscovering yourself is a process. It will take thinking, talking, writing, and doing. So I think if you are inspired to do this, definitely take it at your own pace so you can really explore and dive into these questions in a deeper sort of way. I'm kind of just answering what came to the top of my head, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but I feel like it'd also be good for me personally to like do this on my own in a place where I can just fully put 100% of my thoughts into in like a private place, but I still feel like these are really thought-provoking questions. It's not things that I would usually ask myself. So uh, I think this is a good article if you are looking to rediscover or just discover more of yourself. A lot of these questions I honestly had to think about for a sec, and that's always a good thing to continue asking yourself questions learning more about yourself. Like I said, it's a lifelong journey. Hopefully you got to know me better too in this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening. I'm gonna go eat some ramen right now, but thank you for listening to me answering questions to know myself better. And that was everything on my mind. 